All right, Bennett. So you you won all the money two weeks ago. Um, have you bought your customized autographed Mo Alley Cox jersey yet? I actually, you know, what's funny is um, Mo Alley Cox is still early enough in his career. I've actually bought a day with him, so he and I are going to spend next Thursday. We're going to just have a night out on the town. We're going to have a great time. I'm going to tell him all about the time that I said he was going to score a touchdown, and then he did. And then we'll figure out what to do for the other six hours. Outstanding. Yes, it's going it, to it's gonna be a great time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the My Fantasy Fix DFS Football Contest Week 13 edition. Uh, we took a week off because schedules are wild, uh, but we are back. My name is Ben and Carol, joined as always by Skeeter Robinson. Skeeter, how are you doing on this fine evening? You know, I'm trying to trying to stay warm here in Central Illinois. We, you know, we just got over big snow, and it's like now winter. We went right from like summer. We had like a three weeks of fall, and now we're into winter. And then now we're supposed to we're supposed to get now like an inch and a half of rain and thunderstorms this weekend. So it's just it's typical Illinois weather. You have no idea what's coming. Yeah, we uh we had a cold for a few days. It got really nice. I think it was last Sunday. It was like gorgeous out here in DC. It was like 60 degrees. I was walking around with like a t-shirt, just enjoying. I think I I didn't have a jersey on cuz the Bears already played that Thursday. So I just had a t- like a random t-shirt and it was beautiful. It was perfect out and uh it looks like hopefully it's going to get back to that again this Sunday, uh which would be nice. But speaking of Sunday, Let's get into this week's slate. Uh, taking a first look, there was a big injury this past week at running back. I actually was about to say in San Diego. It is not in San Diego. In the one that's not the team that doesn't actually play in L.A. but is L.A., the Chargers. Uh, they're starting running back Melvin Gordon out for the next couple of weeks. Austin Eckler, though, was, was seemed like he might be a little hurt, but it seems like he was a full participant in today. Today's Wednesday's practice so skeeter what do you see from the young austin eckler i see a lot of opportunity but i don't know i don't know how excited we should get like he's gonna be the primary ball carrier but if you remember that london game in october when they sat gordon out i don't think eckler saw all the touches in that game i thought they split it a little bit some i think justin jackson rookie from northwestern's going to have a little bit of a role he he was the hot waiver wire player this weekend that season long so you know this is gonna be a showdown slate too on sunday night i'm curious to see where they're gonna price eckler at um i'm assuming he'll probably be in like the seven eight thousand dollar range which is probably fair but that might be a little tough to pay i think justin jackson if you're looking at a showdown slate he might he might be the value pick that you're looking for or you just forget the chargers running game and Philip Rivers might have to throw 50 times in Pittsburgh. Maybe that's the route that you go. But as far as Eckler is season long, or if you're playing the all-day slate on Sunday, I don't I don't have the all-day slate pricing up. I don't think he's a horrible play. Uh, so I will say I pulled it up quickly. That game against Tennessee in London, Eckler had 12 carries for 42 yards, but Jackson only had two carries and didn't do much with it. Eckler also had five catches for 26 more. He didn't score. But I, I think he's still going to be there as a as a, a target, and I think the fact that we know this far in advance that he's going to be the number one is going to change how the the Chargers scheme their offense because it felt like because it was that game time decision they just kind of went ah 
whatever, because it was a weird game because no one really did a lot. Uh, Rivers only threw it 20 times or 21 times, and no one carried out, carried a lot. They just didn't have a lot of offensive plays, it seemed like. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little wary of really looking too deep into that one. I mean, they're taking on the Pittsburgh, uh, the Pittsburgh who uh, – it's going to be a fun game, actually, that night game. Uh, but I – I'm I'm fine with playing them. I I've been a big Austin Eckler guy since uh, early last year, and uh, I think he I think he's due. I think this is the big game for him. Yeah, well, I I have him in a couple of leagues, but unfortunately, in my 16 uh, team league, where you know I was I was I was in first place going into the week 12, all I had to do was win. I'd be the number one seed. I lost. Now I've left out my number one pick in a 16-team league. You're just doomed at that point. So some tough sledding ahead for me in that league, so I did not really want to see to uh, see Melvin Gordon go down at that point. Yeah, my uh, I am well out of the playoffs in my one 16-man my one league, and I had David Johnson, so that is exactly why I'm way out of the playoffs. Uh, but let's, let's jump to another uh, running back situation. Baltimore, Gus the Bus. Uh, Gus Edwards did not practice, neither did Alex Collins. So what is that situation going to look like if one or both of them can't go? Okay, well, I'm not counting on Collins playing in this game. I, I think there, whether it's a legit injury or the old, well, why don't you just kind of take the rest of the year off, I don't know. I, this Gus Edwards injury kind of came out of nowhere, so I'm going to, you know, curious what to see. But here's the thing is, if Edwards is limited in any certain way, they're playing the Falcons. What's the number one narrative this year in uh, fantasy football with running backs? I believe it's if they can catch the ball, they will when it comes to Atlanta. Yes. Yeah, so Ty Montgomery played 40% of the snaps last week. I believe he had five or six targets. If Edwards misses this game, we've seen Montgomery step in a role before. I even think we've seen him step in this role against Atlanta early last year. I you know he all of a sudden on a PPR site like DraftKings at thirty six hundred becomes extremely valuable and even if Edwards plays I still think Montgomery has a role I mean three targets a week ago he did get eight rushes so you know if you're if you're gonna count on ten plus touches at thirty six hundred against a team who can't stop the run or pass catch running backs I don't think he's a horrible play and if Gus Edwards misses with Alex Collins then I give me all the time Montgomery at that cheap price. No, uh, no Buck Allen for you. He only played one percent of the snaps last week, so I don't know what's going on with. Uh, you know, I think they're phasing him out. I mean, they did trade for Ty Montgomery for a reason, and they're still kind of floating around this playoff picture. So, I mean, I suppose you could go there if Edwards is out, but I think this could be more of a Ty Montgomery uh, show than it is uh, Buck Allen. Yeah, so they'll, they're taking on Atlanta, as you said. And for some, there he is. All right, my phone was being slow. I was gonna, I was looking at him and looking at pricing, and if I wanted to play him, my phone was being very slow. All right, uh, let's look at a guy who is seemingly never healthy. Thankfully, for maybe thankfully for his fantasy owners, he he looks to finally be Rob Gronkowski. Caught a touchdown last week. He's fully participating in practice this week. Is Gronk finally gonna have that Gronk week we've been waiting for, or is this a no go for him? Well, he, he did catch a touchdown. He had a couple other targets. Uh, 
played and played almost every snap. Uh, he only missed one snap. I mean, New England's in a, bat- in a battle here because they want to keep the bye. They have the tiebreaker over Kansas City right now. In fact, are they the one seed in the AFC right now? Who the uh... Patriots? Or no, no, they lost to Tennessee, so yeah, they're they are. I believe they're no Kansas City is the one seed, and then it's the they are the two seed, followed by Houston and Pittsburgh. Yeah, the Chargers at eight and three are a wild card. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's the way both conferences are going to be, where the six seed is just a bad spot. But, but no, I mean, if you know, I, there's going to be some chalk at the tight end position this week. Especially, we'll, we'll get to who that probably is going to be here in a little bit. But Rob Gronkowski is 5400. We've never seen him at this price outside of last week when he was 5100. I mean, and he, he was targeted seven times, only caught three. But against Minnesota, the, I think this game could be a little bit higher scoring than you might think. And Minnesota does struggle against the tight end, or not uh, the running back, sorry, 27th DVOA against tight end. So you're telling me Gronkowski has a top 10 matchup at 5,400. I know Burkhead's back. I know that all the weapons are healthy. As long as he's on the field, I think he's a phenomenal play. And I think there's enough value at receiver and running back that you can easily fit him in because this is still a talent greater than price consideration. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, that's definitely there. I, I think, I don't think we need to talk about who my number one tight end is. We'll go, we'll go to him in a second. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll bring him up in just a minute, but yeah, I, I've never been a big Gronk guy. I think I've, I've had him in one league the last three years. Season I long, and I never play him. Yeah, I, re- I refuse to draft him in season long just because his injury history. I usually don't pay up for him at tight end, but when he's sitting there at 5,400, it's just like, why not? I mean, <laughs> you know, because if he, if he goes off for two touchdowns and 80 yards, he breaks the slate, he's over 20, you know, 20, 25 points. He gets over 100 yards, he's approaching 30. Good luck, good luck recouping that in other, in other positions. Yeah, that's fair. All right, I mentioned him. I did a little tease. That's some radio, uh, some radio shtick for you. All right. Eric Ebron didn't practice. Oh, boy. Jack Doyle, IR. Uh-oh. Let me introduce you to tight end one, Mo Alley Cox. <laughs> he is $2,500. All it, all he has to do is get five points, and he's two x. And guess what? He's gonna get a touchdown. Any game, uh, every game that he has gotten targeted, or sorry, he's been targeted in four games. Okay, now my now my computer, my phone's being a little slow. The last two games he has been targeted, he has caught a touchdown. He's not gonna. I'm not saying he's gonna go. Say that again. I'm sorry. He's gotten a touchdown the last two games. He's actually gotten a target in. Because this past week he didn't get a target because he was hurt. But his last two games that he played in, he was targeted in the red zone. He scored a touchdown. He's not going to get you 30 points. He's not going to get you 25. He can get you 10. And for 2,500, that's that's pretty good. All right. So is he going to play, though? Because is he still on boots, I'm reading? I... Yeah, he's questionable. This, this is, of course, if he plays. He's got a calf injury. Uh, they're, they're, they're talking about how he might, he might not play, but if he does play, 
And uh, and and if <laughs> Ebron doesn't play, I, you, you got to go with Mo Ali Cox. Them them's the rules. I'm sorry. Okay, you have to go with Mo Ali Cox. Yes. I don't, yeah. Oh, I, when I say you, I'm talking. I'm looking in a mirror right now. I'm, Bennett has to play him. That is the rule. <laughs> like you seriously didn't start the Mo Ali Cox what fan club, or maybe maybe your own podcast. I don't, I don't <laughs> even podcast. Just start a just start a Mo Ali Cox podcast get them on and uh <laughs> and that's, that's the only episode <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got plenty of twitter i got i got some some followers in the vcu uh fan base all right i've got people who agree with me but no i mean for, in all seriousness though if if ebron misses and Co- whether it's cox or hewer or swoop at 2500 we know andrew luck loves to throw in the tight end position jacksonville is a little vulnerable against tight ends like it makes sense. It's, yeah. it's, it's a worthwhile punt if you don't want to pay up for a Kelsey or Gronk, or if you want to, if you don't want to, you know, figure out who what thirty five hundred dollar tight end you want. If you want to punt at twenty five hundred, I think you do worse than Colts tight end, whoever that may be. Yeah. So, so to be clear, if we're do, talking actual rankings for tight ends, my my rankings would be Swoop, Ali Cox, Hewitt. If assuming Ebron can't go, it's those three in that order. Uh, they're all questionable. <laughs> all four of them are questionable because football is weird. Um, but that's kind of the way I, I'd rank them. Uh, if you want to go cheap, if you want to go with a, a quarterback, a guy who you know the quarterback is going to be looking at. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. All right, let's 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 stick with this team. Marlon Mack still in concussion protocol. Uh, if he can't go... Are you are you getting in on that running game? Are you getting in on someone maybe a little cheaper? I don't think I am. I mean, like Jacksonville, I, I know Jacksonville's defense is nowhere near as good as it was last year. But I still think they're actually pretty good against the run. I mean, third fewest fantasy points. If I look them up DVOA, they're ninth against the run. I mean, there's. I think there's enough other value options out there that you don't have to go here. I mean, Naheem, Naheem Hines is going to be 4,100. He's mainly the pass catcher. Maybe if you just wanted to punt Jordan Wilkins at 3,300, even though I'm not even sure he's the best 3,300 running back in this game, I think you might want to look on the opposite side of the ball to Jacksonville, where Carlos Hyde at 3,300 is one I think I'd rather play than either Colt running back if uh, Mac misses. So I don't have any interest in the Andy running game, to be perfectly honest. Carl's Hyde at thirty three hundred I'll take some shares of. Yeah, how that, that was actually gonna be another question is how are you attacking that uh the, the Jacksonville running game? We know uh Leonard Fournette's appeal was denied so we know he's out. Are you is Carlos Hyde the guy you're looking at of the two of them? I think I will just because of price, and I would assume that they're probably going to split things. Um, like last week, Yeldon 34% of snaps, Hyde 23% of snaps. Even if we correlate that around, I'll save the extra 800, take my chance to Hyde, who might also be more of the goal line back. I don't think you must play him, but again, if you're trying to fit in like a Gurley McCaffrey stack, or if you want Gurley and some piece of the Chiefs uh, offense or multiple pieces, I think Carlos Hyde at 3300 is a pretty good price that you can kind of punt with and not feel like you're going to get burned. All right, let, let me pitch this one to you. You're talking about the Gurley McCaffrey stack because I built a lineup with that. Let me, okay. let me just let me know, let me know what you think. All right, 
I put golf with Gurley. That's those are the two guys I'm taking from LA at wide receiver. What's up? That's a very smart move. Thank you. I, I like to make smart moves every now and then. It's, it's rare, I know. With with my Mo Alley Cox love, you'd think I would make a lot. Um, but then at at wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, who's had just who's had two good games back to back, going against a, a not great pass defense and going back the other way against golf. Larry Fitzgerald, who's had double digit points his last three, who is back to being that floor guy. The floor is a little bit lower but it's still there the last two, three weeks. And the one that I'm not sure about, and let me know what you think, Demarius Thomas at wide receiver, uh, a guy I know he had the two-touchdown game, but I still haven't liked Demarius Thomas in about three years. Um, Demarius is interesting. Let's see, what's Cleveland? Like, like I, I, you know, one of the things I've gotten really big into this year is looking at DVOA against different positions. Um, Cleveland number ten against uh, number two receivers, nineteen against number one receivers. So it's not bad, and especially at his price, forty three hundred. I, you know, it's just the targets worry me. I know he found the end zone twice, but look, uh, I have a Demarius Thomas jersey. It's the only non Bears <laughs> jersey that I own, or non Bears football jersey that I own. So I'm never going to talk anybody off Demarius Thomas. Um, who who's your flex and tight end? Uh, at tight end, it's it's whichever I'm going. Basically, assuming Ebron's out, I'm taking the, one of those three tight ends in uh, in Indy, and then I have Ty Montgomery at, as the flex. Ooh, ooh, okay. I can I can go with that. Yeah, I, that's I, that's one of those lines where I go, oh, oh, that'll work, that'll work, and I I won't I won't name the defense for so this can legally be talked about. Right. Or, I mean, and I don't know what defense you have, but if you wanted to save a little bit of money since you're trying to play a little mini Rams-Lions stack, I mean, Bruce Ellington's sitting there at 3,500, and he's like the second most targeted receiver now outside of Galladay in Detroit. I still think that's a good value. Or if you really just wanted a piece of the Rams offense for a little more uh, Josh Reynolds, 4,900. But, but again, I'm not going to talk you off to Marius Thomas. He'll be 1% owned, 1% to 2% owned, and you know, he's got as much potential as anybody else. I just worry about the targets right there. Yeah, I, I was actually between Fitz, uh, Larry Fitzgerald and Josh Reynolds going back and forth, and I'll probably switch it back and forth about three more times. Uh, but that that was the direction I was going. And let's let's jump back into it. Uh, Jets quarterback situation, the one we all care about. Uh, Sam Darnold, back to being a limited participant. High school football coaching legend Josh McCown down to just a limited participant. Uh, does it matter to you if either of these play? Like, is are either of these guys playing or not playing going to affect how you target the, the Jets, if you target the Jets? I think the last time I targeted the Jets was Jermaine Curse the week he put up a goose egg after, like, he went from, like, 11 targets to zero. Um, I'm not playing anybody on the Jets. At least I don't see myself playing anybody on the Jets. I mean, I know they're all cheap. Maybe if I, I mean, maybe a Nuno at forty one hundred or Anderson at thirty five, but outside of that, I don't have any interest in this team. I will just pass because I, you know, we're we're, we're done with the bye week. We have a full slate, so I don't feel the need to go here. You, you mentioned him, you know, Jermaine Curse did have. Oh, I just lost him. Hold on, well, he, he did flat. just have a great game. He was uh, six catches for sixty six yards and a touchdown. 12 targets, 
For 4K, you could do a lot worse than that. You could, and we did see Tennessee on Monday night kind of get burned by Demarius. So, I I just can't go there. I get it. I mean, but, you know, I think I'd rather pay 500 less for Robbie Anderson if he plays and hopes that he, he's able to burn, you know, beat Malcolm Butler a time or two and go deep. But I just, I don't know. In the grand scheme of things, do I really want to play New York Jets and you know, Jets Titans are just not a fun game. I mean, there there's some other values like give me give me Ellington at thirty five hundred, give me Adam Humphreys at forty two hundred with that Tampa Carolina shootout. For sure, yeah. Uh, those are the other guys I was looking at right around there, and I think who was the other player I was looking at right at that price. If you want to go a little bit cheaper, uh, is, does John Ross interest you if he's healthy and, and since AJ Green is back? No, no. I, <laughs> Tyler Boyd's the other receiver. Plus, are we really trusting Jeff Driscoll? Again, Denver, who's actually been a decent defense, I will pass. I'll take the Denver offensive side and some players there, but not the uh, Cincinnati players. All right. Let's. Uh, the other one I had a big question about that Eagles running game. It, Josh Adams has been playing well, but it just doesn't feel like it's going to last. And it's the way that they've been running that, that running game for a year or two now. I just don't like it. I don't like the something feels off about it. What What do you think? Well, it's like we finally get, I mean, they have an IR Darren Sproles and you think he's been out since week one. So like they still, no, he, was, I, he was back at practice for a day. Remember? Right. That's why I said. They haven't IR him yet. So, yeah, but yeah. So, I mean, Wendell Smallwood hasn't been, you know, hasn't been doing anything, but you know, they're random enough that you could have a game where where he could show up all of a sudden. I mean, Josh Adams, he isn't seeing he is seeing increases. Sixty two percent of snaps last week. Corey Clement's kind of thirty seven percent, twenty seven twenty nine. He's kind of been average. So, but I mean, I I don't know. I this just seems like a situation that yes, Adams should be the runner. Clement should be the change of pace, third down type of back, but. Do we, do we really want a piece of this Philadelphia offense? I mean, I know we're going to have to do on a Monday night against Washington in a showdown slate. You know, maybe this is where I'll go back to my my guy, Corey Clement, but this is a situation I just don't want a whole lot of a lot of uh, pieces of right now. Yeah, no, that that's fair. Um, I, I, I was just looking at it, and I'm looking at it as just a – it feels like you're sitting on a time bomb – of someone else is going to get the carries. And we look, we don't know who it's going to be because who knew who Josh Adams was before Josh Adams became the number one, what seems to be the number one guy in, in Philly. Like, it, I, I I just, I don't trust anything about this situation. No, I don't either. Um, I Okay, I'm going to throw this one out to you because I'm looking at the mid, I'm, I'm looking at like 8,000 to... 7,700. Who interests you the most? Because there's some names here that we've seen much higher price, but in tougher matchups. We have Adam Thielen in the 8K. Saquon Barkley at 7,900 against the Bears. Devontae Adams, 7,900 against Patrick Peterson. Odell, 7,800 against the Bears. Kareem Hunt, 7,800 against the Raiders. And Julio at 7,700 against the Ravens. Like, there's some way, there's some players way too cheap here, but in tough matchups. Who's your favorite among this group? Because I think who, if you get this 
player rights, or if you can figure out this range here, you might win this week. So I think, and obviously I'm looking at the, the, the two I'm looking at the most, just because I know the defense they're playing the most are the two Giants. Yeah. I think I trust Odell, honestly, honestly, to have this best day. Because the Bears' pass defense is okay, but I, you just, there's, they can get beat. Like, it, it's not hard. Kyle Fuller has been known to have some spotty plays every game, and that's when he's just playing a random receiver. He's playing Odell. Eddie Jackson's really good at returning pick sixes and getting these crazy touchdowns, but he also has been a subpar tackler the entire year. So I think of those, Odell is probably my number one, and then I think Julio's the number two because I think they're just going to feed him regardless of who's covering him. So, so my my problem with Odell is that Eli Manning is his quarterback. So, I mean, and besides, if they're not going to throw to Odell 15 times against an Eagles team that's missing their top three quarterbacks, what are they going to do against the Bears? So I guess that's just my concern is I don't know if it's yeah, that's no, that's fair. I I'm just looking at it as that one game. Like if I can play that, I know I can't play that one game as a showdown. But if I could, I think Odell's the only player on the Giants I'm taking. See, no, I would play Barkley. Not that I expect him to run very well because I don't. But pass catch. But I mean that pass rush, the Bears, they're gonna have to get Eli's gonna get rid of the ball quick. Saquon is receiving. I mean he's I mean he's had some games of like ten targets. Uh, had some eights and nines in there. He had eight targets last week against Philly. He's had a couple double digit or a few double digit targets. Eight thousand. Like I think he could do enough at least receptions. Like this seems like a nine or ten reception type of game potential for him at seven at seventy nine hundred. That's hard for me to pass up. And then Adam Thielen at eight thousand. You know, and Diggs at seventy six hundred. You know, I know they're both listed questionable. We'll see how that plays out through the week, but. You would think that this Viking Patriots game could get into a little bit of a shootout. I, I mean, I don't know if we want to play Kirk Cousins on the road, but I think <laughs> I don't know if we want to play Kirk Cousins against a team over five hundred. Have you have you seen that stat? No, I believe it's four and oh. twenty four for his career against a team over five hundred. Oh, uh, and then the one thing I I like feeling. But he is the number one target, and the Patriots' specialty is taking away the number one target. So I'd prefer Diggs over Thielen, honestly, I think, this week. I, okay, I, I, I get that. I still have doubts whether or not the Patriots can actually take away a team's number one target anymore. Because we saw Tyreek Hill go nuts against them. We saw Corey Davis a few weeks ago, their number one, go ham. I mean, I, I get what the Patriots are trying to do. I just wonder if they have the personnel to be able to do it. And by the way, who is the number one for the Vikings, is it Thielen? Is it Diggs? It uh, it's Thielen, and and let me just say, uh, what the Patriots do before December doesn't mean squat to what the Patriots do in December. Uh, and the game is December second. It's it sounds dumb, but they turn it on the last month of the year, um, and that defense always ratchets up right at the end of the year. Well, it also helps you to play three of the AFC East teams in December, but hey. Yes, that, that also helps. That's true. But that's hey, they, they, they lose to the Jets occasionally and to the Dolphins occasionally. Yeah, they saw that game in Miami where they traditionally struggled. So I think they still have to go to Pittsburgh as well, which that's a fun. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, the Steelers have a couple of real tough games coming up. They get the Chargers, Patriots, and then at New Orleans. Oof, oof. Week 16 at New Orleans. Good luck if you're in a fantasy title game that oh, and you oh. have a bunch of Steelers and Saints and you don't have any. 
Good luck. All right. Speaking of the Saints, let's talk about their game. Uh, we don't normally do a ton of showdown stuff, but you are the king of showdown, Skeeter. Uh, I don't know about that. The the lord of showdown, even better. Uh, <laughs> how, what what are you targeting in this game? I think I was telling you before we came on. <laughs> for me to stick at, to fit, force in a bunch of people that I wanted, I am playing Taysom Hill and Blake Jarwin for a combined twenty six hundred dollars. What are, what are your moves uh, in this showdown captain mode on DK? Okay, so. I think my first move, and I hate doing this. I really do. I think I'm fading Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, So here's my argument why. So I think on these showdown slates, you have to, you know, you need at least two and a half X value. Two two X at an absolute minimum, especially for the higher price guys. Ezekiel Elliott's 11.2. So that means his two X value is 22.4. When I look at it, there's only four games all year that he has done this. Washington, Atlanta, Philadelphia, the past three weeks, so that's the scary part, and Detroit. What do those four teams have in common? They're they all, all suck. against the run. New Orleans, number three against the run. This, I think, is a bad spot for Zeke at his price. Do I think he catches six, seven passes to give him a good floor? Yes. Do I think he's got 25, 30-point upside? I, I think it's slim in this matchup. And if I'm paying 11-2, I, I want some assurances that the guy is going to get to 25 points. I don't think he gets there. So that's my justification for fading. I could be dead wrong on this. It's not, you know, I, I'm willing to take some bold stands in these showdown slates. That's the bold stand I'm making. I'll let you disagree with me and tell me why I'm wrong, because I very well could be. Ah, it's so, like, you make a very strong point, uh, but I feel like with Zeke at home, you ride that hot hand, and it, if, it, if, the, if this game isn't a blowout, Amari Cooper might do something, but Zeke's going to have to be a part of this game. And I just, I can't play him as a captain, because that would be, I, that's too much, but I think you have to at least try to fit him in. Uh, try to make a move with him. And see, uh, maybe I'm also playing a little bit of game theory here too. That I think he's going to be very widely, highly owned, and I, and I find, and I found my reason not to play him. So that may again, and my yeah. old stuff come back to haunt me here. Um, my captain is Drew Brees. I mean, who's going to get the touchdowns? Is it Kamara? Is it Ingram? Is it Michael Thomas? Is it Traquan Smith? Is it Tommy? Who is Josh? Like, there's so many options. Like, Sean Payton doesn't care about our fantasy teams. You know what he cares about? Try to get Drew Brees a record. So, you know what? I'm going to play Brees at captain. I'll let him, you know, uh, figure out a couple receivers and hope that he they get a touchdown. But you know what? Brees, for me, is the most sure bet in this showdown slate, only because the Saints spread out the ball so much. All right. Well, speaking of that, let me ask you. Tommy Lee Lewis, you interested? Twelve hundred, just quick yeah. yes or no. All right, Austin Carr, eight hundred. You interested? No. Brandon Marshall, twelve hundred. You interested? Is he playing this game? I don't know. Uh, he's listed as inactive. Oh, that was last week. Uh, I I'd like to say yes, but I don't know. Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, are those all the cheap New Orleans guys? Hold on. Uh, 
Josh Hill. Yes, because he's actually seen the most tight end snaps for the Saints. It's not Benjamin Watson. It's Josh Hill. All right, and one more, uh, speaking of tight ends, Dan Arnold. <sighs> I know they want to work him in a little bit more. Uh, what's, his, what's his price? 1800 No, I'm not paying 1800 for him. I mean, I'd rather pay 200 less for Taysom Hill and hope that he finds the end zone. Or for you know, fourteen hundred for Josh Hill, twelve hundred for for um, Tommy Lee Lewis. Like I think that's the thing here is one of these value saints is going to hit. If you can if you can get on the right one, I think you, I think that's a path to winning money. Yeah, yeah. thing I don't know, but yeah, with the Saints, it's it's going to be it's not picking the wide receiver one. It's picking the wide receiver three for that day. That's going to win you anything in this matchup. I'll actually tell you another one that I, you know, that I kind of like for a cheap price. I think he carries a lot of upside because I think Dallas's defense is just good enough that they might hold New Orleans to field goal attempts a couple times. Will Lutz at thirty six hundred has had some double digit games four of his past five, and he had, he has 15, 16 point potential at thirty six hundred. I know it's not exciting; it's not a <laughs> type of play, but look at the names around him and tell me who. Legitimate fifteen point potential. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Um, <laughs> probably my least favorite part of uh, showdowns are playing kickers. But yeah, you look around. Cole Beasley, come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alan Hearns, and then no. you get to Ben Watson and no. Keith Kirkwood. No, okay, I like Kirkwood if Troy Cron Smith wasn't going to play, but now that Smith is going to play. I think that takes a little bit of Kirkwood's um, share away, and it probably actually takes away a lot of these other these other random. The, the, I say the, the, the cheapies. They're, they're all very effective only if Traquan doesn't play. And the thing, when the interesting thing about this game too is, well, uh, New Orleans, uh, Dallas very good against the top two receivers, top ten DVOA against number one, number two wide receivers. It's the fact that they're nineteenth against other receivers, twentieth against the twenty fourth pass catching running backs. Whereas Dallas, whereas New Orleans, very generous against the top two receivers of a team. That's why I don't mind Beasley or Cooper. The twenty eighth against pass catching running backs. That's the that's the argument why you could play Zeke, especially if you don't like anybody else. But this is a tough showdown slate because ideally, what you'd love to do is play like Breeze and another Saint, play Elliott and Cooper because you know that's where all the Dallas shares are going, and pick two random Saints and hope that it's their day. I don't think it's a horrible strategy. I just worry about in the end that can Elliot justify the price, and for me, I'm leaning towards no. All right, you you have convinced me to take him out, so let me run this one by you. Breeze at captain, Camara, Thomas, and Cooper with Taysom Hill and Austin Carr. Yeah, oh yeah, it's great. It's great. How much money do you have left over? One hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then yes. In fact, the more and more I think about it, I'm the more I'm starting to think Taysom Hill might be the play here. Yeah, it, it, you, mean, you you're hoping for five points. Well, or you're. I mean, he does have one touchdown, but the fact that he's throwing and you know this is a game against Dallas. And doesn't Sean Payton have some Dallas connections? Like this could be just a show off game. Yeah, like a guy who gets a few steps at quarterback, back, 
He's, I mean, he is somewhat viable at 1,600. I mean, it's, it, it's a thin play. Man, I, I don't know. Again, he's just kind of, you know, throw him in the mix with all these other sub Saints players and hope that you get the right one or two. But he's the one that you know is going to get the most time with the ball. That is well, the difference, I think, with him. Right. Doesn't mean he ends up with the most touches out of, out of this group. But, yeah, going into it, he's, yeah, you're right. He's the one that you know will touch the ball or is expected to touch it the most. Because you know, he, you know, in theory, he'll be returning some kicks and punts. And then also, you know, he'll probably get worked into a handful of snaps. That's actually, that's actually a good point. That's always hidden value with some of these guys, too, the punt returners. And you can go uh, him with the uh, the Saints D. You can try to double up that. Uh, I I don't normally, and I can't afford the Saints D. But yeah, yeah. I look at this. I looked at the Saints D a little bit too, because like I don't know. I mean, they've been they've been real. I think they've been playing pretty well the past few weeks. Uh, let's look at Philadelphia and Atlanta point total. But Dallas has only turned the ball over like ten times all year, and. They're about league average about allowing sacks. So it's just like, in the end, I couldn't justify paying the Saints. I gave them a hard look, but couldn't do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you got anything else, Skeeter? I don't think so. Um, again, I think there's, you know, Friday, Saturday, you know, what their advantages about my fantasy? Michael does, uh, you know, we do the premium podcast, but then Michael will send an update on Saturday with all the injuries and then lineup alerts on Sunday. I think this is a week right now. We have a lot of players questionable, and if a couple of them miss, I think it changes the whole slate completely. So, you know, give us a try over at My Fantasy Fix. Um, I think it's a 50, 49.95 for the rest of the season. I know there was a Cyber Monday deal. I don't know if it still works. You can try it. Uh, try promo code Gobble. You might get it. <laughs> um, but this is just one of those weeks that I think there's going to be a lot of injuries that kind of side on the slate are, especially when everybody wants to pay up for Gurley or a, the Chiefs or Christian McCaffrey is going to be what's key this week. That's part of the package that we have at My Fantasy Fix is to help you identify those values, let you know who those injuries are, have the best chance at winning by having the right values and the right All right, uh, that's going to do it for us. My name is Bennett Carroll for Skeeter Robinson. This has been the Week 13 edition of the My Fantasy Fix DFS podcast. Good luck this week.